0: Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, long time no talk. Kind of, right? Well, at least just... uh... With yours truly only. Uh, Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm Kim Doyle, your host, the WordPress Chick, and this is episode 78. Let's do it. Yeah, I totally just mimic Tone Look. Just leave it alone. (laughs) All right, guys. So I kind of want to do a little catch up before we get into the topic of today's show, which is it's going to sound kind of boring, but hear me out. And I'm going to suggest you might want to think about getting uh, pen and paper, or something to take notes, Um, you know, and while I'm referencing taking notes, let me know if transcripts would be helpful. I haven't had anybody ask for them. And I know sometimes I ramble. Um, But let me know if transcripts would be helpful. Um, And that's something that I could probably knock out for you guys. Um, We'll see. Anyways, so a couple things. Um, Yeah, it's finally cooled off in Northern California. It's so funny. It went from, I, I don't know, Eight, mid 80s last week, mind you. The high is still like 70 or whatever, but it's dropping down below, you know, 40 <laughs> some nights. So pretty quickly, we we got cold weather. So that's kind of awesome. Mainly because I don't need to run the air conditioning. um And as a fan of naps, it's really awesome to nap when it's cold and you can get all cozy. Yeah, and I'm sitting here with my third cup of coffee today. I don't know why you guys. Normally I only do two, but I think it's just the cold weather. You know. Maybe I need to switch to hot water and lemon. Note to self. Um anyways, I'm I'm excited for a whole bunch of reasons. There's so much going on. I feel like I need to update you guys on. I've got a big project coming out pretty quickly. Um I'm sh- I'm not restructuring my business, but I've I've made a real um well, I've made a conscious decision based on this big aha moment that I had. And, you know, I have a tendency to, hey, I can help you with that, or I can do that, or, yeah, I'd love to host a webinar. And all of a sudden, then I get resentful. I totally set myself up for this. But then I get resentful because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not doing this for my business. And I want to get back to what I love doing, which is the connecting, the teaching, the creating stuff, right? You know, and, and I've set my business up in a way that my company can keep the client projects going. But I think when it comes to how I'm showing up and the types of trainings and webinars, like I... I really want to start doing regular, just free training, right? Just connecting, engaging, and, and finding out what the audience wants. So so that's coming. And I'm going to knock on wood, which I've got a laminate desk, so I won't do that. <laughs> but I am going to be using Google Hangouts. I've got Webinar Jam. So, and I'm just, I'm just going to show up, guys. I'm, I'm not going to do my hair. Well, I mean, I'm not going to like roll out of bed. But, you know, I work my hair in a ponytail sweatshirt when I just, <coughs> excuse me, every day. Yeah. anyways, I'm going to just keep it real. Okay. So that's that. So those are coming. Um, and on kind of a random side note, I got this ergonomic mouse. So what up John Perez, of surefire designs, uh, an awesome friend and colleague. He recommended, I was telling him, I don't know about you guys, but my wrists just <laughs> I'm like, I'm in this for the long haul. I need another good whatever, 40 plus years of doing this. Like, I don't see myself ever retiring. I just see myself, you know, shifting and 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 tweaking and adjusting the course and, and direction that I go in. But like, I love what I do. And I love that technology is changing. And I think that um, setting your business up in a way that provides revenue and, and ongoing streams of revenue, like why stop, right? <laughs> it keeps you, you just get to pick and choose. Obviously, your time is you a little bit older. Anyways, my wrists have been killing me. So Jonathan recommended this Turbo Ergonomic Mouse. I'll put a picture of it in the post just for reference. And it's taken a little bit of getting used to, but I'm just gonna tell you my wrist is so much happier. My right wrist, I'm right-handed. And it instead of having your hand flat, it stays like to the side almost. Anyway, you will guys love to look at a picture. So that's been really awesome. Next up will be the ergonomic keyboard that is split into two. Um, and I'm being a total baby because uh, I think I told you guys earlier this year, I updated the desktop to the iMac too. I have a MacBook, but I updated the desktop and I really like the keyboard. It's very pretty, <laughs> um, but it's not super awesome, right, for my wrist. So looks like we're going to be doing that. And then lastly, I have treated myself to a Veridesk, Uh, and that's V-A-R-I-D-E-S-K. I'll take pictures when it shows up, but... I really want to, you know, I went from being in retail management, you guys, where I would be walking 11, 12,000 steps a day. Plus, it was a physical job. Even though I was a store manager, it's like, you know, we were hauling furniture. I worked for Home Goods, awesome company. But uh, I mean, I was physically doing stuff all day long. And I don't want to be doing that, mind you. Plus, I was dressed up like in, you know, business attire and boots and stuff. I'm like, how did I do that to my feet? But whatever. To sitting all day long. So in order to um, be kinder to my body, I need to start standing up. And so what Veridesk does, I've been looking at different options for stand-up desks, and I don't necessarily want to redo my entire office. So the Veradesk will sit on top of my desk, and then when I want to stand up, it raises itself. So well with a with a button, right, or whatever. Um, and I it's just I kept looking at different options, <clears throat> and I have two 27-inch monitors, so it's like. It's got to be wide enough. If not, I will literally get something to go on top of it and we'll figure that out. But I'm pretty stoked. So that's coming. And I'll take some pictures of that uh, on its way too. just I, it's like my energy level is different when I'm standing and I'm sure you guys feel that too. I notice that if I'm on a Skype call or a, a coaching call or whatever, and when I get excited, I stand up and I walk around while I'm on the phone or Skype. And so I figured, you know what? it's time to get out of the chair. So uh, anyway, so that's coming. I'm kind of excited. So those are just a few little fun things. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I think it's just the weather changing or something. All right. So I mentioned we're we're rolling in now to content metrics and list building. <laughs> um, and I, I mentioned, I think on a previous episode or in a post that I have this secret weapon I'm working with. Um, his name is Brandon Lewin. And to say that Our collaboration has been awesome would be a total understatement. What up, Brandon? I know you're listening to this. Um, It's just awesome. You know, it's, have you ever connected with somebody and you're like, this is just, it's just so right. And it's so easy to work together. And you're like, okay, we're going to be friends forever. Like, this is just cool. And Brandon and I are uh, collaborating. So I'm, I'm doing some business coaching with him and he's really helping me dive into this overhaul with my site, right. And really creating a solid content strategy. And we will be doing a webinar, and it's literally, you guys, just going to be an informational sharing. There's nothing to sell. There's there's no, and, and hear my heart too, there's nothing wrong with selling from a webinar, and I will own that all day long, upside, sideways, whatever, okay? But I also like this connection and value piece where we can just show you what we're doing. And so I, I want to introduce you guys to uh, the wizardry. <laughs> you know me, I'm a Harry Potter fan. I'll have to figure out what house Brandon belongs in. Um. But that was really loud. So we're going to just walk you through some of the stuff we're doing. And I talk about that in this post. So let's start with content. And then we'll kind of segue into the metrics piece, which I hate. I'm, I'm really going to be super honest with you guys. I, again, I've got analytics and all that stuff set up. But it's something that I, when I look at it or I feel like jumping into it, I'll look at it. But it's not been a solid strategy. And, and to say that I have become a little bit obsessed with content would be a huge understatement. It's like I literally can't get enough content about content. Say that ten times fast. Um, yeah, and I even wrote that in the post because it's just how I started it out because I, I'm looking at this and, you know, when you look at your business and the different facets of it or what you're doing, you know, I had to step back and I will have the overhauling the WordPress chick part two post coming out. But I stepped back and it was like, okay, what is the ultimate goal of my site? Like what do I want <clears throat> to do with this website, right? And I've, for anybody who's followed me for a long time, you know, there's a period where I was debating like, oh, should I just move to Kim Doyle and get rid of the WordPress chick? And then the feedback was like, no, no, which is awesome. That, that is always feels good, right? It wasn't a ploy, by the way. Um, and then, you know, launching the podcasting division of my company. But I started looking at the content piece and where I've shared, you know, I'm in this mastermind, what gets tricky and challenging for me is to remind myself that a lot of people in my mastermind, there's a couple um, that have brands and create content around that. A lot of them, um, it's paid traffic, right? So they might have a website simply as um, a little bit more validation, but they're not creating content and driving and building an audience from that perspective, And which is funny because even one of the other mentors in we had this, we had this joke at, at our last mastermind where he was, he was calling his website old yeller and they took it out back to kill it because it was so bad. It was so old. And what happens So now, like if you're going to be, let's say you've got a high ticket offering, you know, people are going to look you up on the web. And, and, and so it's sort of just standard, right? That you need at least a current responsive website that represents who you are and what you're about. Now, in terms of traffic and organic And how that can tie into paid traffic, that's a whole other can of worms, right? So I find myself sometimes feeling, um, because the, the content strategy is a longer term strategy, right? It can be tied with paid traffic. And fortunately, because I have been creating content for a long time, it's not like I'm starting from scratch, but I'm guessing that there might be some of you out there that if you know you work with your clients, you've got your programs and services, but you're not necessarily creating content on a consistent basis. And I am truly on a mission. I'm going to flip this whole perception of content being a luxury that you do to, uh, it, it's the core, you guys, it is the foundation to everything you've done. And I, I just wrote another post if you didn't see it, but it was, and I'll link to it in the show notes, excuse me, but it's WordPress plus content is should be the foundation of your business, right? Everything you do should stem from your WordPress site, that it's optimized, that's got SEO, it's got the right keywords, and that you have a solid content strategy, and then you're sharing your content. And yeah, it sounds like a ton of work, you guys, but stop to think about it that, you know, like if you have a brick and mortar business, and I did, I, when I had the scrapbook store, it's like, okay, so we had a newsletter, we had, um, and this was, wow, how long ago was that? Five, <laughs> uh, 17 years ago. So, we had gift certificates. We tracked we tracked their purchases by phone numbers when they'd spent a hundred bucks. They got a $10 off, you know, all these different things. We did, you know, scrapbook. There was a lot of work involved that wasn't necessarily this direct correlation, immediate payoff for the, <coughs> excuse me, for the time we put into stuff and what we got back. I'm sitting here coughing. I'm like, take a sip of coffee. Like, let's soothe the throat. <laughs> so I think you need to look at your content and the content strategy as this being the long term. However, we're going to we're going to set this up in a way that you track and measure what your content is doing for you. What where are you getting the return on the investment of your time and energy for that content? Right. And I'll tell you what, you know, I think about it, I'm going to start guest posting for WP Cube. And if you've not checked him out, that's uh, Devash is awesome. It's and it's WP K U B E. Um, So I've got the first post written. I'm going to do a video for him. I also write for WP Elevation. Now, here are two great. Now, I I know these are WordPress sites, you guys, and I know that a lot of people are use WordPress as a platform, or maybe you listen to this and your whole business is not, you know, centered around WordPress uh, as a business model per se. But for both of these sites, they generate massive content. And so WP Elevation, you know, Troy Dean has just done an excellent job at content, I should probably have him back on the show. Um, But that piece alone, you know, he's looked at that, that's the long term strategy. And I've mentioned before WP Curve, which grew to a seven figure business in 18 months through content marketing only, right? No paid traffic, you guys I think he spent like 150 bucks or something, but the beauty of this is that when you tie them together, right, so when you mirror, not mirror, when you, um, when you tie them together in terms of creating custom audiences and doing some retargeting. And if for those of you who aren't familiar with it, I'm just going to give you a quick little explanation. And I am not an ad expert, so don't, like, you know, don't come back to me and say that's not quite right. But basically, what you want to do, and I'm talking specifically with Facebook right now, I don't do uh, AdWords. I don't, I haven't touched Twitter ads in a while. There's a whole bunch of other platforms. My suggestion is pick one, get familiar with it. And as soon as you know that that's working for you, that's when you step into paid traffic strategy number two and you can start cheap. But so let's say you're with Facebook. What you do is you go in and you create what's called a uh, a pixel. Okay. And you, you name the custom audience. So in this case, I've got just a custom audience for WordPress check. Okay. The whole website, right? So you place the pixel on your site and what happens is the pixel creates a custom audience of people who have visited your, just visited your site. (coughs) I have no idea what's going on with my throat today, Um, but you, you're creating this custom audience, right? So what happens is then you retarget them. So if I want to run an ad to a webinar or to a product or to an affiliate product or a training or something, it's not cold traffic. It's people who are familiar and have already visited my site. And then you can even create a lookalike audience, right? So that's, that's just a real crude (laughs) explanation as to what that is and how it works. But I want you to think about what happens, you know, this, you can't just create a blog post, and then once go share it on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and Google Plus or LinkedIn, wherever you're doing that, right? It's not a do it once and and go back. Because if you stop to think about it, and I used to, prior to really doing this deep dive into creating a solid content strategy, you know, I'd create the content, I'd share it and yeah, I'd maybe put it on a schedule because over the last year I've started scheduling social media, you know, I had someone working with me um, and so she would schedule it because you may post, you know, some epic piece of content and share it and you put on Facebook, but how many people are actually seeing it? So the likelihood of the same person seeing it again and again and again, you know, you're going to have to play with that. But it's really important to keep your content rotating, okay, just so that everybody sees it. But you know, this whole obsession with content, it it it's so funny, because when I heard that stat about WP Curve, Dan Norris, when I'd interviewed him um, a while back, and I'll put the link to that episode in the show notes too. But he had, Dan had told me that they hit this through content marketing. I was like, okay. And then I joined his Facebook group content machine. He's got a great book. I've recommended it before content machine, but something clicked. Have you guys ever had that happen where, you know, you can read something or hear something and you digest it, but you don't get it right. Like at that core gut level. So that's where this light switch went on for me because I started thinking about it and I friggin love creating content. I have a ton of fun doing this podcast. I enjoy writing. I like making videos. So there's this balancing act between, okay, that's what, first of all, that's a great connector, right? That's where your audience really feels that connection. And what happens is you're growing a business. It's very easy for it to become this thing that feels like a luxury. And that's what happened to me. But again, I never sat down and started with the end in mind. Okay. So I want you to think about your site what is the goal? So is it to sell info products? Is it to get people to hire you for services? And I don't care what niche or market you in, even if you're selling physical products. So I've told you guys before, I've had my friend Trey Llewellyn on the show, and they ship 20,000 physical products a week, right? I mean, he has scaled this from nothing to this. However, let me tell you that they create content and their niche, again, no opinions on this, please, but it's for gun enthusiasts, right? And so... They pack and ship, whether it's oil or targets or they have pulled in different survival things, flashlights and, you know, those types of things. But what they do is on their gun, they still create content because they also have a continuity program where they have, do the math, you guys, 3,000 people, gun enthusiasts who pay 38 bucks a month for digital content. And just <laughs> we'll let that sit in. But they create content on the site all the time. They're packing and shipping physical products. And when people think of e-commerce, I don't know that that people necessarily think about content. But again, content is what is going to differentiate you, right? It's it's going to be that connection, that story that's going to tie it all together. And um, I promise next next podcast where I'm talking about this, I will give you guys some more um stories, specific stories on this. One <clears throat> that I would recommend is pick up the latest book by Joe Polizzi, who owns Content Marketing Institute. There, Not to mention, if you're interested in content, that's going to be a rabbit hole. So go to the site and, and have fun with that. But Content Inc. is his latest book. And in Content Inc., and I want to say his, his previous book, I apologize, I don't have it in front of me, but is Epic Content Marketing. He tells a story of a guy who, um, and again, don't quote me on this, but it's, um, fiberglass pools, right in the United States. And so in 2008, when everything crashed, pool companies clearly got hurt, right? Because it was, you know, people are trying to hang onto their houses, not put pools in. So what he did is, and he had, I forget what his marketing budget was. They were spending a lot of money on paid advertising, not just the web, right? Um, offline business does a lot of, do a lot of print stuff. And I, that's a whole other show, which we'll talk about a little bit. Direct marketing, um, because I'm getting into that too, and I'll explain to you guys um, coming up. But what he did was he started creating content about questions his customer had. His customers had literally like just taking FAQs and creating content around those questions that his customers always ask. So fast forward to 2015, and first of all, not only did they were they able to stay in business when everything crashed. I believe they are now manufacturing fiberglass poles and he is a lead, the leading manufacturer in the United States for fiberglass poles. And if you think that your business, your niche, you can't think of the content, you know, that right in and of itself is, is easy, right? What, what questions are you getting asked? Start creating content around that. But what is you want to look at it from what am I hoping this content does, right? Is it to, just build a database initially because maybe you don't have something to sell or to offer somebody just yet. That's okay because you're going to be creating, a, building a relationship, and you can start talking. You can start doing surveys with with your list, and so that's an option. But again, if you think that your niche, your business, your market wouldn't benefit or want content, I think to me, and so not knocking the fiberglass pool guy company. Um, and again, I apologize. I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. you're wrong, right? And again, for me, like when I think about Trey's company, and I think, wow, like, like, but who wouldn't want, when you love something, don't you consume a lot of it, right? Like, look at a perfect example. And I know this probably seems a little bit obvious, but I am picking up every audio podcast article, whatever I can do about content marketing, and how it works and, and content strategies. And and looking for those case studies and how what shifted what business, right? I can't get enough of it, you guys. So when people love something, right, let them love your brand. Let them love your business. Let them build that relationship and you be their expert. You don't have to be the world's leading expert. We all know, right? I just love WordPress and I love online marketing and I love connecting, engaging, and creating and sharing. That was kind of wordy. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not going to talk to you about the REST API or code snippets or any of that. And and that's fine. And so I just was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about what I love and what I share and what I can find is valuable. So you want to start approaching it that way. But again, I'm going to come back to this point of of sitting down and starting with the end in mind. So really, you know, when I started looking at this, I was like, all right, well, what is it that I want to create with this? Because I've got all these different elements to my business. And it hit me. It's like with the podcasting we're going to keep doing that, but I cannot show up as Kim Doyle and create content on multiple platforms. It is just not going to happen. Um, no matter how like turbo superwoman I think I am, I think I am. And then after like four or five days that I crash and I get pissed and then I just need to chill for a few days. So, you know, the, the reality was, all right, so we've got this podcasting piece, podcasting is content. This is how I serve. And and again, I think every, every market, every niche, every business could be served by a podcast. Not everyone should podcast, though. And that's not a dig, right? Maybe someone else, maybe you're great at video. Maybe you're great at screen capture. Maybe you're fantastic at writing. What about visuals? Stop and think about slide decks and infographics. And there are so many different ways to create valuable content to connect to your audience. It doesn't necessarily have to be a podcast. My point was there's no reason I can't create Content around podcasting on the WordPress check. So, coming full circle. And again, not abandoning WordPress, you guys, because in working with Brandon, we are really narrowing down the keywords and what people are looking for and, and tracking and measuring. We're setting up Google Goals and, and measuring what people want more of. And as an example, you know, I've talked a lot about the Thrive Content Builder and Thrive Leads. I know that I could probably do a video tutorial post every single week on Thrive. First of all, just to try and keep up with their updates would be phenomenal, but doing that alone would serve my audience, right? I know, and not just by itself, but that is a piece of content that then builds and then stop to think what I could t- do with all of those posts. So let's say I'm doing that every every week, you know, obviously eight weeks, I've got eight. So I could package that. And I'm not saying I necessarily have to go sell it, but it could be a great lead gen for people who are interested. And then I know that people that are interested in creating, you know, landing pages and squeeze pages and and the, the types of pages that the content builder allows you to do. And then you've got Thrive Leads. These are people that are interested in business generation, right? In growing an online business. And so that's one huge segment that I can create training products, services, whatever for. Do you see my point? So it's simply starting to think like, what is it I want to create? And so for me, you know, I was like, all right, what am I doing with the WordPress chick? And so I'll give you guys a little heads up is that I'm launching a continuity program and training. It is not going to be how to do X, Y, Z with WordPress. That's not what this is going to look like. That's not, that's why I've never done it up until this point, you guys, because I don't want to do a, um, here's how to do this. Here's how to do this. I want like real life examples, right? And, and for me, it's always been about like that, it just, it needs to be fun. I want it to be a place people are like, oh my God, I got to check out what's going on this week. And there's going to be guest training and I, I'm ridiculously excited about it. But for me, so I looked at the site and I'm like, okay, if this, and you guys remember, this is a business. The WordPress chick needs to make me money <laughs> in order to keep creating and producing, right? And so how can, what's what's the best scenario for everybody here? So that's where I was looking at that. So this is coming and just stay tuned for that. But so I step back and I'm like, all right, So the content I create needs to be relevant to the audience I'm targeting. It needs to be things that people are looking for, right? And again, that's where the Google Analytics comes in. That's where we start looking at trends. And Brandon has helped me identify, here's a great keyword. There's low traffic, lots of opportunity. Here's one, high traffic, medium competition, right? So that's how we're looking at this. So you have to step back and say, what is it I want to be doing? Like what I want to create, and if you guys listen to, I had a, a good friend of mine, Marisa Para on, um, I don't know, sometime last month. And so Marisa and I were having this conversation. She's like, Kim, what do you love doing? Like, what do you want to do? And again, I love creating stuff. You don't own a scrapbook store, right? I was an art major for a while. I created some font stickers, actually, that I had published and and produced. Somebody bought them. Um, and then she published and distributed them. Like, I like to create stuff. That is really fun to me. And so it's like, how can I do what I love to do and still serve and grow and scale a business. So that's how I started looking at this. And then in addition to what I want to create, it's who do I want to serve? So knowing that target audience, you guys, and I I, I don't remember if I've talked about this, but it does bear repeating, is when you start thinking about your target audience, there's so much information out there on the demographic piece and who, you know, age, income, hobbies, interests, all that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff is great. But the thing that stood out to me was um, when I heard someone say they were telling me about this was at a mastermind event and it was my mentor's mentor. Um, He was talking about his high end program that he does. And and I was like, you know, I asked him, I said, it sounds like you have a very eclectic group of people in there. And he said, I do. And I said, okay, well, we hear all this stuff about target audiences and, and demographics and how we do this. And I said, how do you go about doing that? And he and he said there were two qualities that he looked for. One was that the people needed to be non-judgmental, right? Because obviously there, there's a group environment there. And then the second was that they're never satisfied. So think about the people who you want to be in your world, right? Like, so that's I love that element. So if you're somebody, well, if you're if you're hearing this, you're listening to the podcast, right? The people that keep listening to the podcast are like my right tribe. Like if you guys find me amusing or you find this valuable both, hopefully. Um, and I don't mean, you know, laughing at me, but hopefully you find my self-deprecating humor somewhat amusing. Um, and, and so I don't want to take myself so seriously that I forget to play and have fun and enjoy the moment and be present. And so that's that piece that that's my tribe, right? Like I want to pull those people into a space that's supportive and helpful. And and to give you guys an example, so I've got a whole funnel and process for creating this this and launching it. That'll be a training numbers revealed what I did each step, which pages created, what page uh, builder, (laughs) hello pages I created, but I'm thinking, you know, there's all these options, lead pages and thrive and, and click funnels. And what did I use? And what did I split test? So that's the kind of, it's going to be tangible. Do this, 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 right. And so, but it's on scaling a business and there might, there's, there's definitely going to be some how to WordPress stuff. But again, like my, I want that, that online entrepreneur, who wants to show up and do things the way they need to do it? Because that's when my business took off for me, right? So I'm really looking at the content that I create from the perspective of what do I want to do with my business and who do I want to serve? And so that's where we stepped back into it and started doing this deep dive. So if you go to the post, um, I did a little screenshot. So one of the tools I'm using is Evernote. And I've tried using Evernote so many times and finally I'm like, okay, let's just stick with this because this is good. And I I use teamwork for my project management for all the client work and all the outsourcing and all of that. Um, But for more of the creative piece, it's kind of like a free flow for me, right? So I like doing that. I also use Gliffy, which is G-L-I-F-F-Y. And it's kind of like a mind map, but it's more linear. And I like to do that. Of course, I make everything colorful, right? But if you go to the post, and you could just go to the wpchick.com forward slash 78, you'll see, so we've got a couple different notebooks that we're doing. So we've got um, one that's shared for the two of us. And because again, I'm doing business coaching with him, and we're helping, we're going to rebrand him, we've got a new site coming out, all that kind of stuff. So for me, though, I have a notebook, and it's the WP Chick Content and Site Strategy Fourth Quarter 2015, right? So I'm just going to read to you some of the notes that we've created in there, so you get an understanding. So one is content strategy, funnel, and analytics. And so we're talking about um, things that need to be fixed, needs, you know, the marketing and the sales flow, how we're going to be bringing traffic in, um, because I've talked about this before, you guys, I am moving uh, the WordPress chick off of Flywheel. Um, it's just the site, I, it's slower than molasses God bless them, it was great when it started. Um, I've done caching, I don't know what else to do at this point. Um, so you know, sad to say that, but I know that that's an element in SEO and and balance and all that kind of stuff. So the site needs to be way quicker. So that's an example, right? And the analytics piece, and again, you're only going to see <clears throat> a snippet of this. Um, and it's not that I don't want to share it, but it's all still in progress, right? But there's a screenshot. We talk about the A B testing. We're going to split test the landing page, the opt in, and a purchase page. So just simply setting up two pages, we're going to split test. And that's something that has to be done, tested, and measured. And so everything we're doing, we're setting up Google Tags. So every link is going to be tracked and where the traffic sources are coming from. Um, So then we've also got, I'm just going to read some other notes for you. Uh, Future content contribution opportunities. So meaning where else can I contribute content? Guest blogging is not dead. And again, I've said this before, guys. Anybody wants to guest post on my site, you're welcome to just let me know what you want to write about and let's have a discussion. Happy to hop on Skype um, and, and and we'll go from there. So, but we're looking at where are other places <coughs> that I can repurpose some of my content. Obviously we don't want to do duplicate content, but maybe taking original content that did really well and repurposing it and publishing it elsewhere. So we've got, um, Oh, there was a program ideas and names for the continuity, but that's all solved. <coughs> Excuse me. I've got the whole continuity program outline. Meaning the content that's going to be provided and, and the value that we're going to give, um, epic content, post ideas, and keywords. Again, this is the high competition, low traffic, you know, low competition, you know, um, uh, high traffic, that kind of stuff. Where we went through so that I can utilize those keywords in the content that I create. Um, I've got my site overhaul. I've got a master list of um, post ideas based on, and I've split the post ideas too, by the way. So some of them are just straight written content. Other, others are plugin tutorials because who doesn't love tools and plugins, right? I just, I still love that stuff. And I'm kind of excited because I'm going to be testing. I got this. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's an app called reflector. And so what I can do is, um, for apps, maybe that, um, for apps, maybe that I can't, Sorry, (laughs) you guys can believe this. I'm sitting here looking at my phone because what I can do is I can create a video of using an app on my phone. And so a call just came through and it was totally new, but I was able to to respond. Instead of answering the phone, I was able to respond with, sorry, I can't talk right now. Anyways, the Reflector app will let me do a screen capture video of what I'm doing on my phone, which is kind of cool. Um, okay. Some of the other notes, sorry, I'm getting a little wordy here. Um, so we've got the post ideas on the site overhaul and then I've got Periscope because I haven't done a scope in a while, but I love Periscope and I'm going to start testing some blab. Again, this means that I need to just roll with, you know, not having to like, like I'm going out on the town for the evening, like just get ready and be clean up. Um, but so those are ideas and that's some of the stuff that I'm working on for content. Does it sound like a lot of work? Absolutely, you guys. But at the same time, I'm in this for the long haul. This is a, this is a long-term business building strategy, right? And so then we're going to talk about the, the metrics piece of this and how that all works. Let's talk just for the metrics for a little bit. And this is why I will be doing a webinar uh, with Brandon is because I hate it. <laughs> I want to see the metrics. I don't want to do the metrics. Does that make sense? And I I always I've known the value. I don't pretend I don't. I, I look at my stats in my in my email stuff and I'm actually testing convert kit, by the way. So stay tuned for um content around that and how that's working and why I'm making the move. But the metrics piece of it, you guys, you it's it's that whole piece of you can't what what is the phrase? Now I'm gonna draw a blank because I'm recording. Um you know, but how can you, if you don't measure what's working, how do you know what's working? Right. And so that element is hugely valuable. So I'm looking at all of this stuff and that's where the, um, Brandon's helping me. We're setting up the Google goal, goals and the tracking codes and the Google tag manager. Again, this is stuff that I'm going to have him show you, but, but the value in it, it, it you can't actually put a price on it once you start measuring it. Right. Because all of a sudden you see where you're losing money. It's that simple. If you, if you aren't tracking it, you don't know where the holes are. You don't know what is leaking through. And the metrics piece, this is where we tie into list building too. And so I know the metrics guys is not, um, all I'm saying start somewhere. So as an example, if you're listening to this and like, okay, I, I think I'm ready to, to kind of dive into this content strategy and look at it this way. We've got what less than two months now. Holy moly. Uh, about, let's just say two months though, two months left of 2015. Where do you want your business to be in 2016? Right? Like, what does that look like to you? I, when I looked at my income in June, I realized I'd hit last year's income in June total, or maybe it's July, but so exciting. Right? So it's like, how do I want to end the year? And I'm not saying hear my heart again, like money's not the end all be all, but it certainly makes life easier. Right. And if you have, more income, but less time, that's not really a huge payoff, right? And so I look at it and and I was saying to a mentor of mine, I'm like, yeah, but my expenses have gone up. Yes, my expenses have gone up. My income has gone up. So have my experiences, right? I've done some awesome travel. I've had just the people I'm connecting with and the opportunities that are showing up, you know, those are those priceless, those experiences, right? So looking at the last two months, how can you set yourself up to finish the year on a high note and go in this. And if you're in this for the long haul, you need to be doing content marketing. So metrics, where do you start? Just start looking at your numbers. That's it. I I mean, simple subscriber, traffic, um, social media accounts. That's it. Just start somewhere. Okay. And then you can keep diving into that a little bit look at your top 10 visited pages, look at your bounce rate. You know, these are basic things that you can look at. Look at your unsubscribes. And I'll tell you what, this is something that Trey said that makes it a little bit easier on me. If you're not getting unsubscribes, you're probably not emailing enough. And does that sound harsh? Yeah, but there are plenty of people, you guys, that are going to subscribe to get your free lead magnet, your free opt-in offer, and then they're going to unsubscribe. <clears throat> and that's fine, right? But that's why lead generation needs to happen all the time. And so which brings me to the last point of today's episode is list building. So many people don't look at this. And I did this for so long. You guys where all I did was put the lead magnet up on my site and maybe in my sidebar. That was it. And so when people would come and maybe once in a blue moon, I'd share it, but it's like, uh, uh-uh, you need to keep it fresh. You need to keep testing stuff. So tying in list building to the content piece, like when you create those quote unquote epic posts, right? What can you do with that? Simply take the post, copy and paste it into a document, save it as a PDF. And if they want to download it, well, then there they go, right? Then they'd opt in and they get it. And so all of a sudden, you're segmenting your subscribers based on what they're opting into just from the get-go. Another thing um, my friend Marisa suggests, she's got a few different lead magnets on her site, which is awesome because, again, you're segmenting. And if you're using an, an autoresponder that won't do the duplicate, meaning, you know let's say if you're on my list and you subscribe to the top 10 tools i use to profit with wordpress which is going away by the way so if you haven't gotten that make sure to grab it um but that will be going away um i've got a new one coming out <clears throat> but if, so let's say i've got that and then i had the three biggest mistakes you make with your wordpress site so the difference being one i would think the three biggest mistakes you're making might be someone who's a little bit new to wordpress and they're they're a DIY they're they're working on the site themselves And the other one is more about probably the business owner who is like, okay, what tools are you using? I need to increase profits. So same thing. Like, let's say I took it and you can do these, these do not need to be, um, you know, Moby Dick length books, (laughs) right? You do not need to write, you know, the, 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 next great novel. It's all you need to do is come up with a one or two page value. I was reading, um, content Inc actually this morning at the gym and you know, Content needs to be as long as it needs to be, period. So if you can provide value in one page, that's it. Go for it. You know, If you want to do a few more, then that's fine. And I'll tell you something else else when it comes to lead magnets is audio. People often overlook audio as a lead magnet. You can, one, choose to ship a physical CD or something if you want. But I'm just talking about an MP3 that you, you can then record it. And if you want to have it transcribed and cleaned up, well, there you go. So there's this higher value because someone gets the 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 written and the audio version right I clearly I love audio for a lot um, so your list building though all has to be tied into this right the goal your your website may get a lot of traffic it you may get comments and, and social shares and whatnot but it's not really an asset right it's got content your email list is an asset businesses require assets. So if you wanted to say sell a business, sell your website, what what do you think <laughs> I'm totally thinking about Shark Tank in there, the valuation, right? Because you see people come in and how many times when it's like, okay, well, we've got a hundred thousand dollars in sales, let's say whatever, and they value the company in a million bucks. Well, if they say, Well, we have three thousand subscribers paying X amount of dollars every month, that is so much more impe- appealing to an investor because you have an asset, right? You have a targeted list of customers, potential customers um, that, that you can sell to. So you start looking at that. And list building has to be part of your daily tasks. Like, what are you doing to build the list? You know, and I thought about that in terms of every day, like, what are you doing to make a sale? today. You guys, this is the business piece. And that means creating a piece of content is helping make a sale because ideally you've got an opt-in that puts them on a list that puts them in a funnel that you make an offer to at a certain point, right? That list building has to happen all the time. It's not smarmy, you guys. It's not cheesy to, to want to grow an email list. And I, I would I would be willing to wager <laughs> a decent amount of money that people that think otherwise aren't making a lot of money. And again, you guys, you have to know that when I'm talking about money, I'm not this, you know, crazy greedy person. Money is what makes the world go round. It is, it is the, um, (laughs) it's the currency we use to exchange value, right? On this planet. It's just the way the world works. And if you are making more money in your business, how many more people can you help? Like, you know, stop to think, I look at the fact that as I've increased my income, well, then I am able to hire, you know, one of my dearest friends, the project manager who gets to stay home, work around her own schedule. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, think about the people you can put to work. Think, so all those things. And, and I'm really speaking to those who, and maybe this is kind of a, a, um, a rant to myself, but there's nothing wrong with building a list, you guys. There's nothing wrong with selling to people when you're coming from a place of value and integrity. Okay. So list building, you want to start thinking about what are you doing to build your list, and how are you connecting with your audience with it, right? So maybe you've got a great lead magnet. What does your follow-up sequence look like? Are you offering something for sale in that follow-up sequence? Something that I hadn't ever thought of doing before, but it's put something for sale on the the thank you page when they've confirmed their email. You know, hey, while you're here, you might also want to check out this. So what if, let's say you even just had a $20 offer on that thank you page, and you sold one out of five people, subscribers, what does that look like? I mean, what difference does that make? All of a sudden, you're like, okay, let's see my hosting is paid for my my email providers pay, like all these expenses get covered through something you've created once that is truly the passive income piece. But again, back to your list is that you it has to be something you're working on and measuring and gauging all the time. And I'm talking to you guys from the place of knowing that I've really needed to restructure things and create a better strategy. And it's, it's, phenomenal. I'm, I'm thrilled with it. And so I'm, I've got a giveaway coming up, excuse me, for a, a content strategy workshop. So I'm going to be testing list building with a giveaway. I did this with uh, my friend, Rita. She did it recently for a vision board workshop. She did a business vision board workshop, totally added a ton of subscribers. It was awesome. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad I told her to do that. Now I need to go do my own. So, you know, these are all things that are important, guys. And again, remember, I'm assuming you're coming from the place of you're in this for the long haul, right? If you, I, I don't know many people, to be honest with you, that are just like, Hey, I want to go make money yesterday. It's, there is a, a little bit of a perception. I think that it's super easy to make money on the internet and actually it's way, I think it's easier to make money on the internet than it is offline. I'm not, but I'm not, I was going to, I was going to say I'm not this crazy sales person because I think if you're good at sales, you can probably sell just about anything, Um, but I love it, right. And and I totally believe in it. And I see more often than not people do that. And they, they get into what, uh, (laughs) my mentor, Tony Tiefenbach says is, you know, the newbie internet marketing tax of spending $30,000 on products and coaches and not have anything to show for it. Excuse me. Nothing is going to get you there quicker than doing right. Creating the content, seeing what sticks, finding out, because I'll tell you what, let's say, this is a little bit of a ranty show today, guys, sorry. But let's say you create a, a, a post on a product or a tool you use, right? And you get a ton of feedback. I'll tell you what, that you're going to find out really quickly that your audience wants more of that. And I know you guys love hearing about product, uh, plugins, tools, apps, those types of things. Um, they're fun, right? <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, but more importantly, now, if I can take that a step further and say this is how this plugin has made me money, This is how this app has saved me time. This is why I use this. And there's some stuff that's literally just fun, right? And again, I I find all this stuff, you guys, because I'm a little bit obsessed with it. It's really fun. And I'm going to share an app that I just found today because I love it. You guys have probably seen Unroll Me, and I think it's unroll.me online. And so what you can do is you connect it to your email account, and you can mass unsubscribe from stuff. It's friggin' awesome. Well, guess what? Now there's... Uh, an app for your phone <laughs> and the cool thing is you can do a list view or cards and so if something comes up you can just swipe it to the left unsubscribe and that's it um you can swipe it up and that will put it like in a collection of emails to look at later or whatever or you can swipe it to the right to keep it so the value in that like okay so let's talk about that in terms of list building right that that's another piece of this so sharing that like if i see that i i do this, this would be a perfect video to do a reflector video, right? Where I'm using the reflector app on my computer showing you how I use it on the phone. I, I literally need like a month away just to go create. Um, but I I know that my audience likes that. I know you guys like seeing how things work and how they help in my business. So now it's I want to be able to take it a step further and say, okay, so like what would I do today? Here's here's how I would use this. Let's let's just do a little scenario here. So maybe I need to do it tomorrow so that I can have more accurate numbers. But looking at my inbox tonight and then looking at my inbox tomorrow morning, then going through and saying, all right, I got, you know, 220 emails. You guys, I subscribe to a lot of crap. <laughs> but but I got 220 new emails in my inbox. I'm also using a tool called at, and that's the at sign, not the letters, um, at sane later. And so what it does is all those jvzoo and tools and kind of random um you know places you subscribe to online they go into my at Sane later so at least they all go into one folder and they're not part of my inbox which is the stuff that i look at all the time uh communication with clients and and peers and and my team all that stuff shows up in my inbox so that's good but what would be helpful right is to just do a little screen capture and show you where my subscribers were at last night where they were at in the morning, taking the unrollme.app, showing you how to use it, and then doing an update the next day of what my inbox looks like, right? So that's the kind of stuff like how can I show you how how can I provide more value besides, hey, this is a cool tool. But like, this is really the value in using this, right? And I'm sitting here looking at the doc on my computer and, you know, looking at the different apps and stuff I use. I'm like, okay, well, how many, how often do I use that? Is that better than, like, fantastical? I got that calendar app because it looked cool. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, but I still go to my Google Calendar It's by default. And they're synced and stuff, but I'm like, all right, so just because something looks good, is it actually adding value? I feel like I've really talked in circles, guys. But I'm just wanting you to think about content as just the priority, right? Your content strategy needs to be the priority for for everything you do, what you write about, the kind of content you create, and the medium in which you use to create it. Again, written, podcast, video, um, slides, visual, however that looks, right? Whatever that is, that can be your thing. And when you enjoy creating it, it comes across. I, I mean, hopefully you guys know how much I love doing the podcast. It's, it's ridiculously fun. And hopefully there is a ton of value in this for you as well. So those things, you know, these have to be the core of everything you do. It's funny, um, as, as I wind down, a quick little story. This morning I was on a Skype call with a new client um, and my project manager was there and we were just going over um, website mock-ups and we're going to be doing some split testing uh, webinar pages for them. And I'm sitting there and I was like, you know, this is really more of the stuff I need to be doing for myself. And and not that I don't, but it's very easy. Hear my heart. I so understand what happens when you have clients who are paying the bills and they do it, right? And they do it. That doesn't make sense. But your clients are paying the bills, so that work has to come first. But if you do not set your content strategy as a priority that you have to literally block time out on your calendar and make it happen, it won't. And then you're going to be in the same spot a year from now. And this isn't – it's just – it's not good, bad, right, or wrong, guys. It just is. And if you don't want to be where you are today, next year, something's got to shift, right? And more than anything, I just recommend baby stepping into it, you guys. It, this has been such a journey for me to get here. I, like I said, I've always loved creating content, but it was like finally this light bulb went off and went, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute, let us put some boom in it. Yeah. Uh, you guys remember I graduated high school <laughs> in late 80s. So. Um, but when you look at it from a different perspective and all of a sudden it's like your eyes have been open. I'm like, okay, so let, let, let's look at this. I can, I can do something that I love that provides value. I have fun doing it and I can monetize it. Okay. That's a win, right? And I can spend less money on paid traffic or let, let's talk really quickly. Last note, <laughs> because I keep thinking I'm going to wind down and I don't the paid traffic piece, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all, all those channels also want your content. So, you know, where Facebook announced earlier this year that they were going to start upping their video game, right? I can guarantee you, you're going to get way more bang for your buck on a video ad than you are a text ad, especially when you're starting out and you're figuring out and you're learning targeting and, and cost per click and all that kind of stuff. But Facebook wants video. I will get On an organic post that I share, if I, here was the difference between if I was posting something and my social media gal was, is that I would write like a mini post or I try to write, you know, a few sentences, a paragraph, or I talk to my audience, always including an image because it's just going to go that much further, but Facebook wants content that gets way more reach than just, Hey, great article from WP cube on this, right? And a link and an image. Hands down, so the fact that advertising takes content into consideration, now obviously, there's limits with you know paid ads and what you can do and twenty percent text and an image and all that kind of stuff. but But just keep in mind that if you don't have money to spend on ads, content is totally way to go. All right. I <laughs> hope this made a ton of sense for you again, make sure to go check out the post. You'll see the little evernote. It's just a screenshot of of one of the notebooks we're working on. And uh, let me know what you think about this stuff, you guys. I am going to do a content strategy workshop coming up, so stay tuned, as well as the webinar with um, Brandon, my secret weapon, who will not be secret anymore, But um, and, just, and how that's helping me craft this whole thing. So as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't yet, I would love a review on iTunes. In the meantime, uh, have a fabulous day, and I will catch you next week.